me to the book of Philippians. Book of Philippians chapter 4, please. You'll remember last week we began a short series on protecting the peace of God. Or should I say protectors of the peace of God that Paul has laid out for the church of Philippi. And for us, 2000 years later, nothing has changed. It's the same remedy. It's the same way to guard our hearts against the robbers and thieves of peace. Did you have did you happen to have any break-ins today? Did anybody ever did, did anything or anybody break in to your peace today? I'm sure maybe some of you here if not all of us in some way experienced something trying to take our peace away. And and God has set forth ways that his people can have a garrison, a citadel that will uh, be a, a, a strong uh, fortress against the enemies of peace. And we know that worry is there at the front uh, seeking uh, to rob us of our peace, uh, having the peace of God. And we talked about that thoughts are words that we say to ourselves, and we certainly want to make sure those thoughts are God's thoughts, God's words, what God believes uh, what God, who God is, and uh, what God has put forth. Now, now we know that worry is an action. It's not a feeling. It's something that creates a feeling, and uh, and it will seek to wreak havoc in our lives if we let it. Because again, God has given us the power to protect this peace that is so sweet. I mean, there is just nothing. On the face of this earth that compares to having the peace of God. Amen. It's true, isn't it? Nothing. Nothing compares to it. There's no drink. There's no narcotic. There's no nothing. There is nothing. There's no experience in this life that matches the, the blessing of being at, having the peace of God in our lives. But we know the enemy tries to take it often. That's why Paul told us in Second Corinthians that uh, that we need to understand in chapter ten, verses four and five. He says, "Casting down every imagination that exalteth itself, every thought, every imagination, imagination that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God." Remember. We learned so so well through Brother Berg's study there, quieting a noisy soul is, you know, when it comes when it comes to worry, it, it means you know our our thought pattern has gotten away from who God is, and what God has promised. And as we studied last week, we talked about prayer. Prayer is one. Tonight we're going to talk about the second one, which is praise. And then next week, Lord willing, if we or if we get to it. Um, the Lord may come before then. Amen. But nevertheless, it's going to be our perspective or our pondering. What, what, what are we thinking about throughout the day? It really makes a difference. But prayer is, again, that self-dependence. Um, uh, excuse me. It's battling that self-dependence, uh, which is an essence of unbelief. 
And uh, it's, it's that daily action to just release the burdens unto the Lord. Because the burdens will rob us of our peace, will they not? Uh, the things that are in our life, if we let them, they will simply rob us. So we've got to get that practice like that weight I put on Christian that he held so well last week. And, uh, and uh, Christian said later, he said, Pastor, are you sure you picked the right guy to get the weight? I said, I picked the perfect guy, brother. You did a great job. And, uh, but nevertheless, it, it just, just to demonstrate that God wants us to cast our cares on Him every moment of every day. And, and I'm thankful for that. He takes them and He holds them. And we can, I love this, we can trust Him with them. Amen? Let's say that together. We can trust Him with them. Every one of them. He's got them. He'll take them. And I will guarantee my life on it that he will always do a better job taking care of them than we will. And because uh, he's a great God. But it is. Prayer is that idea of resting in the person and character of God. Let's move to praise, thanksgiving. Let's notice there in the Bible, it says here in verse number six. Of chapter 4 of Philippians, be careful for nothing, anything. Don't, don't be anxious about one thing, uh, Paul says here, but in everything. So what he's saying here, he says, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. He says, but in everything... By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Tonight, let's just talk a little bit about the great importance of praise, especially in our prayer time. Especially in our prayer time. Would you pray with me, Lord? Thank you for such a fine group tonight that's come together in the name of Jesus and Lord, we look to your word tonight and help us, Holy Spirit. You're the teacher. I am not. I'm just a vessel, Lord, and I want to be a clean one. And I want to be filled with you. But please teach us tonight the importance of praise. And may we be stronger because of it. And Lord, we just trust you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise. Thanksgiving. He says, let this, these prayers, these supplications, these requests that we are making known unto God, that we are presenting uh, to Him daily, let it be done with thanksgiving. Uh, something I, we've been going through, any of you folks with young children right now, and uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about, I'm about to say. We've, we're going through a pretty intense season right now on teaching the importance of being grateful. <laughs> and uh, we're not really winning, okay? We're just not winning. We know that everyone goes through this. It's something we struggle with as adults and something God has reminded me. I'm trying to teach my kids and I catch myself grumbling. You know, I catch myself grumbling and not being thankful that they're unthankful. Isn't it strange how that happens? 
Let me let me let me share something. I got to share this with you guys. This is just this is how this is how good God is, and He's just so He's got a He's got a sense of humor. He is kind and gracious. He's He's gentle in His correction. Something I desperately need to learn uh, more about gentleness. Um, I, I I just I, I struggle with that, with especially in in child rearing, but but. I was reading for my devotions that day, and I was struggling, even while I was reading my devotions. I'm, you know, it's kind of those times, you ever have those times where you're reading your Bible, and you're like, is there any use of me reading my Bible right now? I just got the baddest attitude. Anybody ever feel that way sometimes? It's like, man. It's, it's just, I got the worst attitude. Um, but but I, I came along, and, and, and it was uh, in Luke. And and it's the verse, I don't have it right here in front of me, but it, it was the verse that says that we need to be kind to the unthankful and evil. Right when I was just in a tizzy because my kids were so ungrateful. My wife's not up here tonight, but I did. I said, honey... She was in the kitchen. I said, honey, come, you got to come read this verse. She knew I was struggling, too. I said, I handed it with a smile on my face. Look what God just told me. I need to be kind to my kids, even when they're unthankful. I can still correct them, and I should hold them accountable. Yes, but I should never lose the spirit of kindness. And thanking God that He will give me the power to do what I need to do. But I can do that. And, and, and that was just something the Lord showed me this past week. But nevertheless, I, I, just, that, I didn't plan on saying that tonight. But it just reminded me that, folks, we can become very much unthankful very quickly. And it will, it will hurt and hinder our prayer life. Because... The Lord wants us to come with a heart of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is prayer mingled with praise. It's an attitude as much as it is an action. It's a heart issue. And uh, thanksgiving is appreciation. It's gratitude. And with thanksgiving, as we have noticed, prayer Prayer guards the heart against worry, but believe it or not tonight, listen to me. This is not just some kind of be a positive thinking uh, approach. It's biblical. Gratitude will combat the robbers of peace. It, it will protect your heart that is in unison with God. You start giving thanks when when the when the. Uh, the entitlement mentality tries to creep in and the disgruntled mentality creeps in or bitterness or resentment. Hey, you start giving thanks and it will be a great guard. That's why God gave it to us. It guards against whining, complaining spirit before God when we let our requests be made known. And we really can be anxious for nothing and pray about everything, and truly we can be thankful for anything. And it will guard against that robber of peace. It's an attitude of prayer. Now, something I, I heard, I read in a book called The, the How and Why of Prayer. Uh, I believe it was Gordon, A.J. Gordon, 
that wrote that book. But he talked about having a Thanksgiving knot in every prayer. So in other words, a knot he gave the illustration of a rope or a thread to give something to hang on to. And he said that every every uh, prayer is a rope that should have a Thanksgiving knot attached to it. And he, you know, demonstrated the 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 idea of even because there are some things that we do not know the will of God. Okay, Uh, there are some things in life that we don't know for sure how it's going to turn out. Uh, necessarily what the answer is, what the solution is. There are things in our in each of our lives like that. And those things right there, we don't necessarily thank God for the answer because we don't know what it is, but we still thank Him for the way He's going to answer because it will be good, right? The way God responds to us is always good. So we can be that way. And then He's also talking about there is the thanksgiving of assurance, now, this is very important. We could look at the, 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 the verse in 1 John, but there are times where God will give you a very real assurance in a matter of prayer. You Christians know what I'm talking about. When you're praying about a certain something, it's like, and it doesn't happen all the time, but when it happens, you know it. The Lord gives you peace about that prayer request, He gives you confidence. In fact, why don't you just look with me? It's, it's spelled out for us in 1 John. Hold your place there in Philippians. Would you look over there in 1 John chapter 5? First John chapter 5. Notice what it says in verse 14. First John's right there located right before Revelation. And uh, first John chapter five. Verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to what? His will, he heareth us. And if now get this, this is very important. And if we know that he hear us. Whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Now, this is very important because there are times in life where you don't really know how to pray for certain aspects of God's will. That's just a fact, is it not? We're humans, we're finite, we're limited. And there are areas that we're not going to have the steadfast assurance because we're not knowing exactly what God's will is in this matter. But there are other times that God will just confirm in our heart, give us a peace. And we just say, Lord, it just looks like this is your will and I'm just thanking you for it. And you can thank him specifically for that. And, and that's my point. There's a thanksgiving that goes with the peace of God that the Lord gives us. Thank him for it. Thank him for it daily. But there are times when you don't know for sure, and but you know what? You still thank him. Because the way you thank him is that, Lord, I'm trusting your answer is going to be perfect. I'm trusting the way you're going to work and provide in my life for this particular situation. I'm just going to trust you to work perfectly. And in the meantime, Lord, help me to know thy will. Help me. Because I do want to pray according to your 
will and not my own. But a thanksgiving knot, it's important. You're going through a trial right now. One of the best things you can do in prayer is you bring your request to God because that's important. But one of the best things you can do in prayer is to praise God. Even if you don't know how he's going to answer, even if you don't know all the details, you can praise God for who he is. And I have a perfect biblical illustration to share with you tonight. Who knows where I'm going? Anybody want to take a guess? Someone in the Word of God that is praising Him in the midst of a trial. Job is one, but that's not the one I'm thinking of. David and Joseph are are more that I'm thinking about, but that's not Paul and Silas. Would you turn with me to Acts chapter 16? You guys all got it correct uh, as far as people that praise the Lord and have thanksgiving knots tied tied in their prayers But notice in the book of Acts, chapter 16, beginning in verse 19. Notice what it says, Acts 16. It says here, and. And when her masters saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace and to the rulers. And it's going to go on and. Spell out here how Paul and Silas, because of their stand for Christ and the the problems they were causing others because of the preaching truth, they're going to be put in jail. And it says in verse 24, who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And notice verse 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. Please don't miss this. And did what? Sang praises unto God. The 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 sound of their their chains was loud. But I guarantee you this, the sound of their praises were louder. And that's you and I. There are burdens in our life. There are things that we are unaware of how they're going to turn out. And those things can be the loudest things in our life. But what we have to determine, church, is that we're not going to let that happen. We're going to let the praises be louder. The praises of God. Rejoicing in Jesus. Jesus means Savior. But you know what also Jesus means? If you look at, especially in the English language, what it, it's, it, you find its root word. You know what another word it means? Victory. Victory. And when we think of Jesus, we should automatically think of victory no matter what situation we're in. Because his name is victorious. They were singing the praises of Jesus. No doubt about it. Praises unto God. And it says the prisoners heard them. And then verse 26. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened. And everyone's bands were what? Can I just make some application here tonight as we close out this section of protectors against the robbers of peace? You want your bands of doubt, bands of anxiety, bands of bitterness, bands of anger, bands of worry loosed from off of you? Praise God. 
Praise Him. Praise Him. I'm telling you, there's a reason Paul told this. And I don't think it's any coincidence, folks, that these people that he's writing to in Philippians, those are the people that got saved under his ministry when he was in Philippi. And even when he was locked up, they saw that man's testimony. They saw the, that, that man truly, he, who is telling us in Philippians, he's writing from prison. He's writing from prison. He's been in prison, in and out, all his life. And one of the things that he was characterized by is a heart and spirit of praise. And so tonight, may the Lord help us to rejoice in the Lord always. God is honored when we send up the sacrifice of praise. It's a sweet smelling aroma to him because you know why we can praise him even when our circumstances don't look favorable is because God's people think they think about who God is. They think about who what God does and they think upon what God has done. And they think upon what God has promised to do. We just think. And when our thinking is in line with the word of God, it will naturally flow the spirit of thanksgiving. We will thank. When we think on God, we will thank God. And so may the Lord help us as we go to him in prayer, even tonight and in our private prayer time tomorrow or tonight before we go to bed. And there are times you say, well, pastor, does that mean we have to thank God every single prayer? Well, I suppose that there may be some situations where you don't need to thank God. It might be an emergency and you're just saying, help! That happens too, doesn't it? You don't have time to go into a doxology. But but the fact of the matter is, most of the time... We have plenty of time to thank God. And so, try it. What are you worried about tonight? What's weighing on you? Just start thanking God for all the blessings in your life. Start thanking Him for the salvation and the family you do have and the friends you do have and the health you do have. Because I'm telling you right now, as much as I'm standing up here, Satan is an artist and an expert at getting you to focus on everything you don't have. He loves doing that. But I believe we're we're biblical. We'll say, Lord, oh God, you have blessed us. You've helped me, Lord. You've delivered me. You've guided me. You've provided. You've been so good to me. And 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 I... Listen... The Lord is my witness before the dear folks here at Crooked Creek. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm with you on this. But if God, and, and, and I may be put to the test tomorrow, so you please pray for me that your pastor will remain strong because I realize what I'm about to say puts crosshairs on me from the enemy. But I, I do believe this statement is true, and I believe we ought to pray for each other. But if God doesn't do another good thing for me, For the rest of my life, which I know he will. But if he didn't, I still have every reason to praise him. 
Because he has delivered my soul from eternal damnation. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. And I should praise Him even when things don't go my way. But God will bless us and He does bless us every day more than we deserve. And I, you understand what I'm saying. But if He doesn't, let's still praise Him. Let's rejoice in Him. He's a great God. But that is prayer and then praise. And then next week we'll talk about the pondering or the perspective to help guard against the robbers of peace. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for your precious word tonight. And Lord, I understand I stand before you, Lord, as a, I'm a weak man and I'm so vulnerable and, and susceptible to doubt and to worry. And I do. And I just pray you'd forgive me for that, Lord. I don't want to be that way. And I, and I pray that this word that I've preached tonight would just truly transform me, especially with my attitude towards my children, Lord. I just get so aggravated, and I pray that you'd help me, Lord, to discipline and correct and instruct with the fruit of the Spirit. And, and I, I need your help, God. And I pray for my brothers and sisters before me. I'm sure they're applying this in their own lives in some way, some other way, perhaps. I don't know, but, but help us, Holy Spirit. Please, we want to walk in victory. And we thank you for the power of your word and the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in us. May you have your will and way, O oh God, as we guard against the robbers of peace. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.